We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Welcome to Transformative Principle. It's my monthly check-in uh, and coaching call with Eric and Eric McKelkey, principal in Wyoming, who you have been hearing do the interviews on the show lately, and I'm really enjoying it. And Eric, welcome. How are you feeling today? Great, Jethro. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Um, this has been a really fun uh, interview process, and I'm kind of thinking that we should like take these episodes and write a little ebook from it for people and, or something like that. What do you think about a collaboration like that? I think that's a great idea. I, yeah. I think that was kind of our whole goal when we set this up is like, you know, you're doing the coaching with Jethro and looking for help and looking for resources and especially being a new principal. Um, that was kind of the whole idea is to make it something that other people would would want to access. So I'm all for that. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think that it's good and I think people are enjoying listening to it. Um, so I've had a couple comments come in and hopefully you've gotten some good feedback as well. You know, we always hope for that, but it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, you, you told me that when we set this up this summer, you said, you'll be surprised how many listeners you hear from. And um, I believed you, but one thing that surprised me was how many people I know, like friends that are like, Hey, you're on the podcast. And I didn't know they were listeners. Oh yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I've always listened to the transformative principle. Then I heard Eric McKelkey. I'm like, wait, Eric McKelkey, yeah. like the Wyoming <laughs> Eric McKelkey. Yeah. It's really him. It's the good. other, 
the other element that's been interesting, one of our teachers here at the school told me um, a few weeks ago that they started listening to the show. And oh, so, cool. Um, it just brings a whole new dynamic to hear like their feedback. Um, yeah. One of them, one of them just this morning was like, Hey, I was listening to your episode with my wife on the road trip this weekend and, you know, had some, some really interesting ideas and thoughts to share. Good. I mean, that's really powerful when you can have those kinds of things happen because you, you start to be more open about the things that you're thinking. And like, I've been doing this and my staff has known about it for years. And I would, I would like pull excerpts and stuff and not very many people did listen, but when teachers did listen, then they were like, I totally get why you're making these changes now. And it's so helpful. Like I listened to your podcast to get insight on things you did three or four weeks ago, because I, I really did use this podcast as a way to help me solve the problems that I was currently facing. And that's, that's what I hope you're using it for that. You're asking guests exactly the troubles that you're facing in a, in a way that doesn't make it seem like, man, I really hate Mr. Smith over there. And tell me how I deal with this specific issue so that he knows exactly who you're talking about. And I know that a bunch of my teachers also listened to the podcast, but never told me they listened to it because they wanted to be a little subversive, you know, and mm -hmm. didn't ever want to talk to me about it, but still listen to it. Cause I could tell from things that they said that they had to have heard that on, on my <laughs> podcast. Cause they're now using it against me, which, yeah. you know, was, was fine. So, yeah. um, so anyway, it's, it's just fun. I'm glad you're having that, that good experience. We talked about the evaluation system last time and how things are going. What what have you changed because of our conversation uh, about a month ago? Well, I did an evaluation right after, maybe the next day after we had our last coaching call. And I don't know how much differently it went, but it, it was like almost set up you know, divine intervention, like, okay, we just had this conversation with Jethro. Now let's go put into practice, um, you know, trying to make that meaningful for teachers. And so then we went on Christmas break, you know, I didn't do any of the last couple of days of break and I haven't done any the first couple of days of break. Um, but I felt like it was almost like a new, I had a new, I don't know, frame of reference or mindset going into the conversation with that teacher in the post observation like hey how are we going to make this useful and what what you and I talked about that it stuck with me the most was like talking about blind spots that a teacher has that's what makes the conversation meaningful telling you you're a five on something you know you're a five on or a two you know you're a two on is not meaningful teachers know that um, so I really just tried to start the conversation. This was a, a veteran teacher who does a great job and has been in the classroom for a long time and said, Hey, what are some, what are some things, um, that you would want my perspective on, like, as I'm in the classroom? And I thought I came up with one, um, you know, area that I noticed, um, could use a focus. Um, but I think, being a good veteran teacher, I think he knew that. He's like, yeah, I've kind of known that and I haven't really talked to an administrator or an evaluator or an observer about it, but I think you're right. I think that's an area that I need to, I need to focus on. So it wasn't like a total blind spot, but I think it was one of those, like, now that you're bringing it up, I think you're right. That is something that we should, we should talk about 
a new approach with. Well, and I love how you asked that question. Um, and I'm not sure that we came up with that question together, but I really like the question. What are some things you want my perspective on in the classroom that it doesn't really matter like what it is you're giving feedback about? What matters is that they feel like you are doing something worthwhile. You know, like if you just come in and say, here's here's all the ways you need to be better. That's not really honoring them. That's not really supporting them. And it's easy for them to feel like they just don't really matter. But by you saying, what do you want my perspective on? What if they say no? What would be nothing? There's nothing I want your perspective on. What would be your response to that, Eric? I would probably say, well, I'm going to come in and observe anyways. And I'm, mm-hmm. I guess if you don't have a specific area, then I'll come up with a focus that maybe I think is a, a blind spot or an area that we should talk about. Yeah, I've had, I've had teachers tell me that as I've asked them like, hey, what do you want to focus on or what what should we really make the priority as we go through this? And I've I've had teachers say sometimes they were, you know, maybe just nervous or worried or trying to be the I'm good at everything kind of persona when they have an evaluation. Um, but, oh, that's OK. If you don't have an area you feel like you need to really have me hone in on, I'll let you know what I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also if you if you just said, OK, I'll just do the observation and do the the rubric, you know, however I need to. I honestly think that would be OK, too. And you because you don't when you do an observation, you don't have to give specific feedback on like what they did or didn't do. You can just present the data and leave it at that and say, here's what I saw. Now, after seeing this, is there anything you want my feedback on? And if they say no, I think it'd be okay to just say, all right, then I guess we're good. What do you think about that? Is that is that you not doing your job as a principal? I would personally have a hard time with that. I Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think that is me not doing my job. But I would feel like, man, well, what was the whole point of that? Just to score some rubrics and write some little comments like that's not really helpful I guess most of what I do as a principal is trying to replicate the good things I've seen and not repeat the negatives and I've seen evaluations where people come in and give you all positives because they're afraid to give you any kind of constructive they don't want to hurt your feelings I hate that help me get better so I try not to be that guy I've also well my wife famously talks about one of her principals she had when she was a teacher would come in and and say like, okay, well, you really need to blank. And it would be some buzzword, like differentiate your instruction. And she'd get all excited. Like, okay, yeah, I've heard that. But honestly, I don't really know what that looks like, like in my classroom. So help me. Like, how could I do that? Or where do I start? Or who should I talk to? And the principal couldn't tell her. And it's like, well, I don't want to be the guy who says get better at this, but I couldn't help you with it. Yeah. So I try not to be that guy either. I tell teachers what I've told them my whole career, every evaluation I've done is when you sit down with me, I want you to feel like you have a couple like specific positive things that I recognize and celebrate that are good, positive, effective, strengths, working well for kids, etc. And a couple areas, specific areas that I think you could improve on, like to focus on. And the reason is I want the evaluation process to help you as a teacher. And really it's because that's what I wanted as a teacher. So it would be hard for me to just say, okay, here's the scores. 
uh, what do you want my feedback on? And if they said, oh, nothing, I'm good. It would be hard for me to just like say, okay, have a good year. <laughs> like yeah. I, I wouldn't be breaking any rules and I don't think those teachers would be mad at me. Right. They wouldn't complain if I just said, okay, I'm not going to give you my perspective, but it would be hard. I've never done that, but I could try, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think like if the teacher's not willing or ready to receive any feedback, there's no harm in not doing it, not giving feedback because they're not going to receive it anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like we as principals sometimes feel this need to, to give feedback, even if it's not wanted or warranted or helpful, because we feel like that's what our job is. And I don't really think that that's what our job is in the evaluation process. Our job in the evaluation process, in my opinion, and feel free to disagree, is to say to the uh, to the authorities above us, this teacher is doing this kind of job. And as, as the judge of this building, as the principal, because that's one of my roles, I'm saying this person is doing this kind of a job. Now, if they don't want your help getting better or are too afraid to ask for help, I think you only build trust and support by not giving them feedback if they're not looking for it. Does that make sense? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you have that conversation, if you sat down one-on-one -on -one with the teacher and said, okay, here's the rubric and the scores and the form. Now, is there any area you want some specifics on or my perspective on yes or no and they said no you're right i mean i could tell them one thing or eight things they're in their mind if they're being honest with me like no eric there's nothing that i want to hear from you yeah i'm not going to change i don't care what you think i should do or could do this is what i'm doing and it's working have a good year and let unless it was unless it was something you know, and you shouldn't be having that conversation in a teacher observation. Exactly. Email, right. Because <laughs> yes. I think a lot of people like not in education think you do teacher evaluations to make sure they're not like, you know, hurting kids or doing something really bad or illegal. And that stuff shouldn't be addressed in an evaluation. That should be addressed when it happens. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you think, we are like totally ruining our jobs and not doing what we should be doing. If we don't give feedback, I definitely want to hear from you at Jethro Jones, uh, Jethro Jones at gmail.com. Like, let me know. I want to hear what you have to say, because I, I, over time, I feel more and more strongly about this, that giving, giving feedback when it's not wanted does nothing but harm. Giving feedback when it is wanted can actually help the person. So you know, I, I think about it as a, as a teacher, as an English teacher, when I would give kids essays and I'd give all this feedback on their paper. And then no matter where I wrote the score on the top of the front page or the bottom of the last page, they would look at the score and throw away their homework or their work because they just didn't care. All they wanted was that score. And that was all that matters. Now, if we're trying to change what that process looks like, then you're going to be having a lot more informal feedback conversations that have nothing to do with the evaluation itself because you're in teachers classrooms you're checking in with them more often you're doing things to help them out i think that that's personally a better way to go so any final comments before i ask you what's on your mind 
Well, you warned me that the evaluation could be a multiple coaching session topic. So uh-huh. I don't want it to turn into the whole episode. My last thought, I guess, I'm going to I'm gonna try it um, when I do one in the near future and just start with, before I even come in and observe, hey, what do you want to get out of this? Like, I'm going to fill out the form. I'm going to give you scores. I'm going to submit it. But what else do you want to get out of this? And I'm just going to see what they say. Cool. I, I think that's going to be fun. And I think it's going to, if they're like, if you have to do it, then just do it. Like those can be some really short meetings. Right. And <laughs> we talked last time about how much time this all takes. And if you can make it much shorter, like that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just felt heartbroken because I'm, I'm having flashbacks to, I had a superintendent once do my evaluation, which I was all excited for and kind of nervous for. And I got an email, Hey, form's done. Look it over. If you don't have questions, I'll sign off on it. And like, not even a conversation unless you need it. And I kind of felt disappointed in that. Like, Oh, it's not worth even like scheduling a 15 minute meeting with me, but maybe that's why he was doing it. Like, all right, Eric, you know where you're at. I know where you're at. And unless you want my help, just sign the dang thing and let's move on. Yeah. So what, what would you say then if he asked you what you want out of that evaluation in that situation specifically, what would you have said? Oh, I, I told him I wanted to have a meeting and he asked me why. And I said, well, what are some areas that you feel like I could get better on? You know? Uh And he's, you know, that, cause that's what I wanted, I guess. If I was the teacher and you were my principal, I would tell you like, all right, Jethro. Yeah. You got to come in and sign the form and score the sheet, but can you help me find no more than three things that you think I could get better at and then help me do it? Yeah. That's what I would tell you, but that's me. Yeah. So what, so this is me speaking, like, what if I said, Hey, what I want to get out of this evaluation process is I just want you to pat me on the back and tell me I'm doing a great job. So I don't want any feedback about things that I'm struggling with. I just want you to talk about all the good things. It's, it's the middle of the winter. It's cold. It's dark. Like I just need a pat on the back and some encouragement. What would you say to that? I would, I would hope I'm going to give you some, I want to give all teachers some as part of that. And then I would tell them, man, I'm, I'm glad you let me know that you need that from me. And that's not a strength of mine, but shoot, I will find some ways to try and be your cheerleader and give you positives and encouragement throughout the year. Hopefully you're not waiting till your once a year evaluation to get, you know, that feeling of approval or affection from me. Like you need that. I've had, I've had one teacher tell me that, like, I just need a cheerleader. And man, if you know me, I don't wear a lot of skirts and I don't own any pom-poms, but I'll try. (laughs) Yeah. So I, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. It, It takes vulnerability for the teacher to ask for feedback. It takes vulnerability for them to ask for cheerleading and it, it doesn't really take vulnerability for them to say, no, I don't want anything. Right. So, so, so I think depending on where they're at mentally and with their relationship with you, they could, they could ask for nothing feedback or just a pat on the back. But those last two, I think are much harder than to say, I don't want anything, you know? And, and so that's where I would think if somebody had a, had a request of just pat me on the back, you would probably go out of your way more than just in that 
evaluation process to give them pats on the back. What do you think there? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I would want to know. Just like if someone said, I need help with this, you know, I wouldn't want to wait until an evaluation to say, Oh, I can help you with this. Yeah. So yeah, it's too late. (laughs) The, when you get to the evaluation. So I had a teacher who did tell me that she, that she was just really struggling and she just needed some, some good positive feedback. And so I, I went in, I made a goal for myself to go into her classroom every single day. And I stayed in her classroom until she saw something that I could compliment her on. And, and that I could say, this was good. I'm proud of you. Way to go. Because that's all that she needed. So I didn't tell her that was what I was doing, but I just started doing it. And some days I was in there for almost the entire class period. So a full 50 minutes before I saw something that was like, this is, this is really good. She was not doing well. She was really struggling. And she, when I, when I left her a little note saying, this is great. I'm I'm glad I saw this. This was wonderful. Um, she just was overjoyed and grateful that I saw something. And I got to tell you, it was so hard for me to, to watch her struggle all throughout the year. But I knew that if I said anything, then it was, she was, she was going to be worse because that's how, how she was. If I gave her negative feedback or, or criticism or critique or anything that wasn't just positive, then she would just crumble. And uh, she was going through a lot of stuff in her personal life and it was just really, really hard. But like I did that for a good solid month. So, you know, 25 days in a row in her room. And eventually like I was starting to see things starting to get better but it took a lot. I mean, that was a lot of time, a lot of energy. And that's, that's really what she needed, but it was worth it because I would often go into the class that was the worst that had the most challenges. Also, the kids were really awful and their behavior was always better when I was in there, as you know. So like that, that took way more time and energy than doing a regular evaluation process, but a regular evaluation process would have been net negative for her and very little positive for her. How did you find out that's what she needed? Did you ask her and she told you that up front or you just kind of figured it out yourself? No, I, I think that I figured it out myself. I think that what happened was she was talking with another teacher and I overheard it. And she was like, I just, I'm just so I'm struggling so much. And I just need someone to like, to tell me I'm doing a good job. And so that's, if I remember correctly, that's what it was. And it, it was like, if she, there's no way she would have told me this is what I need. So when I heard her say that, I said, all right, I'm just going to do that. And I'm just going to see how it goes. And, you know, she was a good teacher. She wasn't great, but she wasn't awful, but she, she just had a lot of things that she was struggling with. And so I just tried to really hard to just, you know, give her some positive feedback and, and help her see something. And I know she appreciated it. She didn't ever really tell me that she appreciated it. But when I would write the note and leave it on her desk, then she'd give me the look like, thank you for that. And then every once in a while, she'd be like, oh, thanks for that comment or something. But I saw that it was making her better. And we just didn't have the kind of relationship where she really felt comfortable confiding in me about those things. And so I just tried to do the best that I could with what I had. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I I figured when I asked. That'd be hard to to ask your principal if you were struggling and tell him, yeah. I just need positives, but it makes me wonder if we can add a, 
uh, self-evaluation we talked about last month in the coaching call, like teachers need to fill that out. And that's how we can look for blind spots um, between my scores and yours and whatever. Um, but also just putting a question at the very bottom, like, okay, what do you want to get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what people would say if we asked to add that to an evaluation, like just be honest on top of the scores and the paperwork we have to do. And we will do for everybody. What, what are you hoping to get out of this process? Yeah. I, I wonder, Eric, if that's something that we could, that you could put in at a, at a different time that you could ask that question. And so that it's not connected to their own self-reflection, but like, yeah. like you could ask that right now, you know, you could just send out an email, say, here's this quick one question form your, your name and what you want to get out of the second half of the year and, or the evaluation process in the second half of the year, or whatever that looks like. Um, and just ask what they, what they think about it and what they're, where they're at and whether or not that's, um, going to be beneficial to them. What do you, what do you think about doing that? Yeah, that's how I'm going to try it. The next one I schedule here, uh, shortly is I'm when we sit down and figure out when I'm going to come in, I'm just going to ask them. Yeah. Like, Hey, on top of the regular process, like, what do you want to get out of this and just see how it goes? See what they say. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a, that's a good idea. And I, I think it'll yield some interesting results and just keep it, keep track of who says what and, and then, you know, see if, if our assessments are correct, that it's easy to ask for nothing and it's more, more challenging to ask for specific feedback and more challenging to ask for just a cheerleader. And, you know, that's a spectrum and a range. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be fun. Be be new and different. <laughs> That's right. And I mean, you could I really think that you'll be saving a lot of time. One, you'll I think your meetings will be will be shorter and more effective, but also you'll you'll be working on those things they want to get out of it outside of the the formal process, which is really what we want to get to because really the formal process is a hoop to jump through for for the district and you know as we talked about ad nauseum last time so yeah that's good okay well um we are just about out of time here so any any final words that you have to say uh before we close it up no thanks again for your help and as always giving me something to work on and think through i always look forward to our coaching conversations um and feel better when we're done than when they start yeah, good. I'm glad to hear that. That means it's working. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Okay, well, um, if you're enjoying this, make sure you uh, share it with a friend. Leave us a rating in the uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks for being part of Transformative Principle. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. 
When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE.